Welcome to the Dewhawk Digest, the podcast for all things Loras College. In this episode, we revisit the campus counseling services and look at how the ongoing pandemic presents new challenges. I'm Robert Waterbury, Assistant Director of Campus Communications, and joining me is Trisha Borelli, Director of the Counseling Center. Welcome back to the Dewhawk Digest. Thank you. Happy to happy to be here. Yeah, and so uh, yeah, for an, anybody who isn't aware, this is the second time that you've been on the Dewhawk Digest, and I need to point out that that episode, which we recorded in June, yep. was the still is the most downloaded episode that we've had of the Dewhawk Digest. I paid a lot of my friends and family <laughs> to listen to it. Just kidding. No, I mean, I just I think it says a lot about where we're at with mental health these days. Yeah, and, and well, and no pressure, but so we just expect you to at least match that number. If, if, <laughs> okay. If not okay. double the number of downloads. <laughs> All so, right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm up for it. So you're, you're, you've set a high bar. Yes, right? well, I'm very wise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so before we really get going, I just wanted to touch base on the, the counseling center. So you've, you have a new counselor on yes, the staff with us. We're here. super excited. Um, Italy Castiglione, she is. Um, a new graduate in terms of master's degree in social work, and she is coming to us. She went to undergrad at Luther and went to graduate school at Clark and has a master's in social work, and she's bilingual. She's really super energetic and excited to be here, um, and she's been she's been doing great. She and I both right now have schedules that are full, at least for the current week, and are scheduling out till the following week. So, yeah, and she's really involved in, like, some other things on campus, too. She's been um, involved in some things at the CIA, and she's helping with Dewhawks Connect, which is kind of our, I don't know, just kind of casual, um, just getting together and connecting with students. It's not really a mental health group, but it's just kind of us support uh, during common time on Wednesdays, and she helps that, and she's been doing some other things as well. Sure. So we're super excited. Yeah. So, well, and, and as students come in, just in generally as they come in and looking for, for counseling help, how do you determine who goes with each student? Is there you kind of try and match them? Do you have specialties or is it really just trying to find the, the best fit for each um, student? Well, I think at the beginning, you know, I had some students that I saw last year that just naturally it made sense for them to see me again. So she, you know, everybody's been new to her. Um, definitely. I mean, I think she is really she can handle a lot of things in terms of anxiety, depression, relationship issues. Um, she, you know, really, um, she's bilingual in Spanish. So we're kind of like trying to let people know that because obviously um, it's, you know, if you are a Latina or Hispanic, you, you know, it's probably a more beneficial for you to have counseling in your own language. So um, we're letting, you know, people know that, that that's an option for them. Um, and just having a student of color or a counselor of color helps um, just, you know, offer people some more diversity if they feel comfortable. So it just really kind of is kind of first come, first serve, and we look at our schedule. But if somebody has a specific need and wants to see one of us over the other, then we just make it happen. And we also have a graduate intern um, who's finishing up this semester who's done awesome, Taylor Tittle. She's in the graduate program here. Um, 
getting her uh, master's in counseling or master's in psychology, clinical psychology. And then we'll have another one next semester, a male, actually. So we're kind of excited about that. So people who really are interested in maybe seeing um, someone of a different gender. So that'll be offered next semester. So Nice. Yeah, we're keeping busy. Yeah. So yeah. so the last time you were on, um, your most downloaded, you know, our most downloaded episode, yeah. I need to keep pointing yes, that I out. I know. I'm like, okay. <laughs> it's what I'm excited. My family's going to be really surprised <laughs> that I'm this popular because I'm not at home. Um, so we were going, obviously, the campus had closed down at the end of the last semester because of the pandemic. Everything was kind of uncertain. And then we've, uh, we're now more than halfway through our first semester here for this current academic year. And things are a lot different. This is a lot. This is not the, the, right. what we would consider a typical year. Right. So in terms of what you're seeing with students, obviously some students are on campus, some are completely virtual. Mm-hmm. What, uh, what concerns or issues are you really seeing right now on the counseling center? I think right now um, it was kind of interesting coming back to campus because those people that we had relationships with before or the people that we saw through telehealth in the summer were really just dying to get back into our office for the most part. It doesn't mean they weren't anxious about COVID, but you know, telehealth is great, but it's just so different than in-person counseling. So a lot of the students that we had seen previously were really excited to get back into the office and we are um, offering that with masks on social distancing so um, we have been we have been seeing like a pretty good number I would probably say I'd probably say maybe over half are coming into the office and then other people are utilizing the telehealth Um, but um, a lot of times you know if people quarantine for two weeks a lot of times they'll say to us you know what I just rather skip this week and come back um, in person but most of the issues especially in the last couple weeks we've had a real spike in um, the need for counseling a lot of new people that we haven't had before and what we're seeing is not only um, depression as opposed to the anxiety that we saw early on a little bit more but more just like lack of motivation um that if i had a dollar for every time somebody mentioned that in my office i probably could ask for a few days off because lack of motivation um just depressed mood people are tired even though they're not getting up and doing anything you know like i always say you know tiredness kind of breeds more tiredness you know what I mean when we sleep too long we get up and we're groggy when we think we should be like revived and I don't know what the science is behind that but we're seeing that people are just lacking energy um you know they're we're trying to encourage people to get out and exercise while the weather's still nice and and I think that has helped people but in general just having a hard time focusing on school um with midterms we had I think, you know, midterm grades, we saw probably worse grades than we've seen in past years. I guess that would be a question for Sarah Glover. But um, I think that has been worrisome for students. But I don't know that they really see an end in sight. You know, usually um, we have that break, too. And we didn't have the break. And students were really feeling it. So I would say, you know, more depression. I think part of it is... um, is because we're uncertain about when this will end. You know, a lot of times when we know the semester's going to come to an end and then we're going to get a break, that there's a lot of relief there. And there still might be some relief there, but in terms of the situation looking any different, it doesn't. And so I think that's just really bumming people out. And you can see it in their grades. You can see sure. it in their mood. You can see it in their socialization. Mm-hmm. And just outlook for the future is 
it's just kind of bleak. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and uncertainty, I think, is the, the key yeah. part there. And, and you mentioned that they don't get a break and for anybody who's not aware. So for this semester, since school started in August, they've been going nonstop right. and they will be going nonstop right up to Thanksgiving yeah. before they get a break. Because, right. you know, we did not do a Labor Day holiday. We did not right. do a, any fall free days. The idea being that we just want to make sure that we get as many days in in case something happens right. and that we had to had to do drastic measures on the campus that we'd we'd have as many in-person days as possible. Right. I think one of the other things that has been really hard is besides, I think, the the people who knew that their classes were just going to be online, we have some students who were really excited about the hybrid, but then because of COVID and quarantining or maybe the comfort level of professors, they've gone to more online than they originally thought, which I think has really been hard for students because they were really planning on being in class at least you know one or two days a week and some of that has changed so that's really just brought the mood down it's just some people online has worked for but I think for most people it's just really it's just hard sure. it's hard to get you know get up and get excited and you're looking at a screen all day yeah well and how much do you think of it I mean you, you think these students have been home for extended period of time over the summer yeah. and the vast majority of students opted to come back yep. to campus, yep. which is fantastic. They want to be here. And it, and once they, they make that commitment and then they get to campus, realize it's, you know, you, you still have that idea of what it was when the last time right. they were here. And, and, you know, realistically, they know it's going to be different, but how much of it is once they get here, it really is not, right. it's not full bore college experience that they've right. had before. Right. They're not interacting at all in the same way. And, and we're trying to do a lot of programming and student development, but it's just, it's just really hard. Yeah, no, and, and so much of the program, too, becomes virtual. Right, And right. it's like, well, we've been doing that. Right. And, it, and I think, too, even when we've done some things, some of the things we've had good turnouts, but some things I think people are just tired of looking at a screen all day. Mm-hmm. You know, staff and faculty included. You sure. know, it, things sound good. We've had some events, and we're like stress management during our brain health week, and we were like, oh, this totally applies to people, and this is going to be great. And then we get on, and we have eight people, and it's like, I know there are a lot more stressed out people, but I think it's like, okay, why do I want to go to this Zoom meeting at 7 o'clock at night after I've spent all day in class? And I'm like, I get it. Yeah. Even though we have good things to say, it's just you just get tired. Sure. So, yeah. well, and you mentioned the telehealth. How many of the the students who who've opted to go virtual? Do you still keep in contact with some of them? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Um, I think. Well, an example is um, Italy had to quarantine um, for the last two weeks because of an exposure, and I asked her her numbers, and she had twenty eight people scheduled for the week, and twelve ended up doing telehealth mm. with her because they just were like, "I'll just wait," you know. And I don't know that that necessarily means that they're doing okay. Sure. You know, I think it's just like, I just, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to do that. Sure. And one of the components, I guess, for this, you know, the, I think about first year students who college is in a, what we, again, like we consider a normal year coming to college is a major, major change. And it, it, that produces a lot of anxiety and concerns among students. Add a pandemic to it right. where the experience is what they're expecting is is already totally different and uncertain as right. you mentioned before i mean what kind of what kind of concerns are you seeing through first year students well i've been trying to i think i've gone to almost all of the engaging differences classes every year i try to get myself or my colleague in front of first year students just so they know about counseling services because sometimes they don't realize that we have that on campus and um, i've been really happy with the professors that have invited me 
um, it's been a different conversation because they're all standing there or all sitting there in their masks and I usually want to like chit chat for a while and they're all kind of just looking at me and um, just not very engaged um, because they don't know me you know <laughs> um, but I have kind of tried to let them know hey coming to college is stressful anyway even though it's a great experience even though it's like huge success that they made it here you know they're already like high on the stress chart because they've had to move. They have a whole new like roommate or not roommate. They're away from home. They're new academic pressure. So there's all that stress already. And then tack on COVID, you know, and everything else going on in the world too. I mean, I don't want to forget to mention that, that all this kind of social injustice, all those issues mm -hmm. are really weighing on people. Um, you know, in the election coming up, that's, yeah. you know, just some kind of, I think we're kind of desensitized because of the last, you know, several years, but I think that's weighing on people. So, yeah. and well, and, and yeah, none of this is happening in a bubble. There's everything, right. is, the world is still moving around us. And right. it's still, right. you still got to cope with that, let alone right. all these changes in their everyday yeah. life. So sadly, I mean, I do think those first year students, you know, are kind of a resilient group because they've been dealing with this for a while mm -hmm. and they don't know what college is like without you know without this but it's really sad mm -hmm. I mean I participated in launch this year and we you know did the best we could but it's just been so fun in the past to go out to four mounds and do all this service stuff and have these connections that you can see being made in these in these classes and it just it just was a lot harder mm -hmm. you know so sure. it's hard for, and you know, the connection is what makes Laura so great, in my opinion, is just that it's just such a warm campus environment, and it's just hard, okay. and you can't have those personal interactions. Well, from kind of take the the opposite, and like, are you seeing anything with the students who, are, as, as they they cope and as they work through it, anything kind of new and unique that's like, well, that's a great great approach, I, you know, anything that's really kind of surprising you or really in. in and, you, know, you know, kind of heartening you a little bit. Yeah. So. In fact, I just um, had a conversation with someone just today, actually, that um, was saying that her and some of her friends um, were kind of doing this like weekly, like doing their own PowerPoints and like making it up. And it's like over some random topic. It could be something about themselves or something about um just some unique experience they had or whatever and they were like presenting them to each other and I was like that's super just fun and different because they were just like kind of trying to create some joy you know if they're going to be sitting in the room in front of their computer all the time anyway let's do something that's a little different mm -hmm. um, I know some people are really like artsy you know or they're really getting into their painting or their crafts which is really um which is which is cool. You know, I think we do have to kind of dig deep and find some new hobbies. And, you know, I knew I said that way back in March and April when it was like, that sounds really fun. And now it's like six, eight months into it. And we're like, OK, I really don't want to paint another <laughs> canvas. But it's like, OK, what can we do and how can we we stretch ourselves? And mm -hmm. so I have been really impressed by some of the creative things that students have students are doing. So nice. So. Well, now we're coming up on uh, the holiday season. So, right. again, another <laughs> typical source of stress right. and, you know, some anxiety coming up. And now we're looking at, for, for Laura students particularly, we and actually most college students at this point, they when Thanksgiving comes, they leave, and then they're off campus for the rest right. of the semester. Right. So they go back to strictly virtual until right. the end of the year. Right. And then, so what... What concerns or what what ways are there for them to kind of cope with this uh, another change? Right. Well, I mean, I think 
you know, they know what it's like. So that's a good thing. They kind of know what they're in for. Um, you know, so I think that they have some of those resources, um, you know, that, that they already know about. The thing, the people that I'm the most concerned about, I think, are the people that home is not a safe place for them mm -hmm. or a happy place for them. I think in usual circumstances when we go home for Thanksgiving, it's like five days and students are excited for the break. And even if their family's a little stressful, they're usually excited to see them. That's not the case for everybody. Mm -hmm. um, and so this is an extended period of time in a, some pretty stressful situations. So I'm really trying to work with those people on, okay, let's prepare for that. How do we prepare and how do you um, be able to kind of stay connected with the people that are important to you, even within your home environment, whatever mm -hmm. that is. There are some students that are not um, not choosing to go home, that are, you know, not necessarily living on campus, mm -hmm. but that maybe they're going somewhere else or they're staying in their house off campus and not going home until the actual holiday. Or mm -hmm. maybe if they have a job, thankfully, they're trying to work and make some money. So that's kind of a positive thing for them. But, but it's, I mean, holidays are stressful by themselves sure <laughs> you know i yeah. mean as much as a lot of us love the holidays it creates a lot of stress and with finances right now with people not working as much um, because of covid i think that's just an added stress mm -hmm. you know it's like okay i don't i can't afford this and with winter and you know gas bills and things yep. like that it's you know and car problems and things like that we've had a bunch of car problems in our house that you know it's when it's unexpected, I mean, it's never a good time, but it's like, okay, well, you know, this is an extra expense that we didn't plan on having. You know, I think when you look at the holidays and it's like this kind of idea that we're all supposed to be merry and bright, it's really hits mm -hmm. people hard when they mm -hmm. are dealing with some tough stuff. Well, and, and this year too, there, there are the people who do love it, but they what they love are the traditions and right. the things. And, and they're not going to have And those, those aren't going to be there Or either, they're not so. going to look the same. Yeah. Yep. If, if, they, if they have them, yeah, right. they are going to be different. And, right. and that's a whole, you know, yeah. so it's kind of a... Yeah, well, you just have to kind of plan in the short term. Yeah. I know we kind of decided on dates in my family, and it's like, okay, we're going to hope for this, but we also know that two days before, we might say it's not going to happen. You know, so I think you have to be flexible, you know, and that's where, like, prioritizing self-care is really important, and I know I keep saying that, but it's like, okay, what do you do for yourself that helps you be okay, whether that's mindfulness or prayer or exercise or whatever. It's like trying to keep that routine, even though uh, – control what you can mm -hmm. because these other variables are out of our control. Sure. And it, just going day by day. Yeah, well, and knowing that everybody's everybody's different, everybody has their right. own way of handling and coping things. So as we kind of look at this as kind of a broader picture – do you have any kind of general tips or things that people can do to help, whether it's, you know, kind of getting through the rest of the semester, getting through holidays, or just just kind of in general with the uncertainty going around, tips for them to um, move forward with? Yeah, I mean, I think in terms of, like, getting done with the semester, I think one of the things I've really been trying to encourage people to do because I've seen the lack of motivation and just the interest being down um, is trying to kind of organize yourself a little bit and and definitely have that time for downtime um, or breaks, but kind of maybe schedule like, okay, I'm going to work on this for two hours or I'm going to, you know, over the weekend I'm going to carve out some time for myself because I know I'm going to be studying a lot or that I need to be studying a lot. And so kind of trying to um, plan a little bit, um, which, again, I know is hard when we're all at home and we're, you know, but, but you can kind of 
try to stay on top of things that way and have some structure. I always think that that's really good. I know when we first went home, we talked about, okay, you know, get outside of your room if you can, which I know isn't easy for when you're with a family, but it's like, okay, maybe you need to change your surroundings up a little or do some small things to kind of brighten your mood. So I think trying to just little things sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know, that might kind of bring you joy or like again trying to like FaceTime with friends when you're home like at a certain time every day or every week that you can look forward to but then getting a bunch of stuff done before you you know before you Mm -hmm. do that so you can kind of reward yourself sure um yeah I don't I don't know I mean I I feel like a lot of the things I've said I'm like yeah I'm really (laughs) tired of even saying those because I get you know, and I've, it's interesting because I feel like I have this perspective, like, of the, the Netflix whole, like, I did not understand that until quarantine, mm-hmm. because now I'm like, wow, I've, I've finished about three series, and I'm like, usually I was like, I would not let myself watch that much TV, but I get it, because mm-hmm. it's just like, I just want to escape. Sure. But if you can kind of, again, organize that and allow yourself to do that, but also um, just really try to be mindful of kind of putting in some constructive time, mm-hmm. a couple hours every day. Well, and, and how important is it for, for students? Obviously, they, they leave and, you know, their connection is here to Loris. Right. How, how important is it for them to kind of stay connected with each other, at least virtually or through the phone or texting or yeah. somehow kind of keep grounded that way yeah I mean I think that's huge I think you know and I know that that Loris especially like the student development office is gonna continue to do things to like stay connected but students have to take advantage of those things (laughs) again Um, and I know that some professors have been really great about like being supportive of students during this time and I especially love that I know some professors have even just disclosed how hard it's been for them Mm -hmm. you know because I think that's really important because I think sometimes students feel like you know staff and faculty don't get (laughs) you know but I think you know we all struggle Mm -hmm. you know I know when I've told people in my office like oh yeah I get anxious about this they look at me like like I'm like yeah just because I'm a counselor doesn't mean that I don't have my own stuff but I think it's really we feel less alone if Mm -hmm. we can talk about it so I think anytime faculty can can welcome that discussion it just kind of makes people feel a little more a little less alone yeah I guess understand that we're all going through this and this is all new for everybody so yeah it's it's yeah it's a unique experience it is it really is and I think Hopefully, at the end of all this, we're all going to be have more grit than we did when we started. You sure. know, I keep trying to look at the positive, but yeah. I think that's the other thing, too, is I don't know if you've heard a lot about like mindfulness and being in the present moment. But I think I think right now in society in this generation, we we and maybe I talked about this last time, but, you know, we're not necessarily the best at like feeling whatever we're feeling at the time and being okay with it um and I think just being able to say this sucks or this is really hard or this is sad or I'm you know like feeling that feeling and then just letting it pass not trying to tell yourself it's all great because Mm -hmm. it's not all great you know and I think there's something to be said for just being where you're at emotionally and then making a conscious attempt to be like I'm going to do something to pull myself out of this but not judge yourself for feeling bad and feeling discouraged and that's why it's nice when professors or other staff members or even students talk to each other about it because I think our tendency is to like I don't want anyone to see that yeah and put on a brave face and then somebody else then kind of sees that as like well they're they're fine why am I not fine right so I think that's something that we could work on um and again 
you know, social media, I guess we didn't talk about that very much, but I think that that's, you know, people are putting out there all kinds of things. And sometimes that can be very damaging. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we get really addicted to, to news feeds and things like that, that can bring us down. So being aware of all those things, cause that affects the mood too. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. It's, it's going to be a while. Sure. It's going to be a while. Yeah. But well, hopefully the next time you, you're, you're on the podcast. It is. We're talking about. We're all, talking about what it was like it was back like. then. <laughs> yeah, I will say that I had a meeting. I remember being in a Zoom meeting. I'm sorry if I'm out of time here. No, you're fine. Um, a Zoom meeting, the very beginning of the school year, with Art Sunleaf and all of us. And um, he ha- he's very active on social media, and he was talking about everybody's first day of school pictures. You know, with their elementary school kids, and everybody had their masks on. And he said something like, you know, in two years or 20 years, when this pops up, you know. Are we going to say, oh, my gosh, remember 2020 when we were all quarantined, you know, and we had to wear masks? Or are they going to say, oh, that's what the masks look like back then? And I was like, oh, everyone on the call was like, what? Like, that's not, you know, hopefully that's not how it's going right. to be 20 yeah. years from now. But um, More of the former than the latter. Right, right, sure, right. Yeah. We're like, oh, there's two ways you can look at this. Yeah. You know, hopefully we can look back at this at some point and say, wow, you know this is what we learned and we all got through. I mean, that's the thing. We're all in it together. Mm -hmm. That's kind of the beautiful thing about it all Mm -hmm. is that, you know, we can all kind of relate to, to, you know, missing out on things or being anxious. And Mm -hmm. that's, you know, not always something we can say, right. You know, we're all different people, but we're all stuck in this situation, but we're managing it. Right. Exactly. Exactly. It's not fun, but we're doing it. Yeah. And we're here to help. Yeah. Yeah, we're here to help in any way that we can. And so are a lot of people on campus. I just have really been impressed by how people have stepped up and and just really supported each other. Each other, yeah. Yeah. Which Absolutely. Is, again, which is something beautiful that's come out of mm-hmm. a, you know, difficult situation. Sure. Well, and that's a that's a good note to stop on, actually. So, Trisha, thank you so much for coming <laughs> back. You. I really appreciate you taking the time and kind of giving us some insight into kind of the current state of things here on campus. Yeah. Anytime. All right. Anytime. All right. Well, we're waiting for our numbers to boost now okay. that you've been here back. So. Gosh, you're really making my <laughs> head explode. All right. All right. Well, thank, thank you. you. And I also want to thank Trent Hansman, who's our producer extraordinaire. And thank you to everyone who listened into our discussion. For more podcasts as well as Loris news and features, be sure to visit the Loris Daily website at daily.loris.edu. And if you consume your podcasts through iTunes and Spotify, you can find the Duhok Digest there as well, so feel free to check it out. We hope you'll join us next time for another Duhok Digest. Until then, take care of yourselves and each other. And go Duhoks! <laughs>